Welcome to Oh! A Podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by O'Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of O'Rock. And I'm Michael Gray, the chief vampire hunter of O'Rock. Yes. Oh, we've been needing one of those. Oh, thank goodness you're here. <laughs> oh, how's it going, Michael? Uh, it's fine. It's, I, I guess... Oh. <laughs> it's been kind of a rough month. So, uh, how, how's the month been going for you? Yeah, it's been it's been quiet. It's been very cold. Uh, I live in upstate New York where we just got um, basically enough snow that I can't see out of the windows anymore. Like, I'm on the second floor, and I, I, I don't know what's going on outside. Is that... Uh, I, I, I'm, is that a joke or an exaggeration? <laughs> or does snow really get that high? <laughs> Because I hear people talk about there's six feet of snow, and I'm like, I'm oh no, not six feet tall. Does that mean the snow is higher than an actual person? Ours, ours wasn't that bad. Uh, we got a, we got about a foot and a half, I'd say. Um, so I was, I was exaggerating a bit, but it was still very cold. It was like you know below zero. Um, it, it got to the point where like the the mayor of our town uh, tweeted out that. People need to stay off the roads because the the plows couldn't keep up with the snowfall, which which is a little alarming. Um, and also that we weren't supposed to go outside for more than fifteen to twenty minutes at a time, or else we'd get frostbite. Mayor is very concerned about us. Well, I'm glad your mayor wants to make sure nobody gets frostbite. I suppose. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so speaking of politics, Michael. Um, there, there is something that's been in the news a lot lately that uh, that our fans have been dying for us to talk about that I want I wanted to ask you about. Oh, cool! Does it have anything yeah. to do with Cat President too? <laughs> not really. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's not no. good at all. <laughs> I wanted to. It's just me, actually. I just I want you to explain to me what a marginal tax rate is. Oh, okay. So, um. <laughs> So there are three different types of tax rates. The first is the flat tax rate, which is, um, we'll bring this back to video games. That's what Steam does. So Steam takes 30% of uh, your sales, correct? Got it, yes. It does not matter how many games you sell. If you sell one game, they take 30%. If you sell one million games, they take 30%, right? Yes, got it. Actually, I think, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it simple, yeah. You think maybe they, like, offer a discount to the big companies for, like, exclusivity rights? There was definitely something about that, like, within the last month or two, like, how they were they were changing their policies for people who make, it's like over a million or over ten million dollars or something, they were going to start giving them a better rate. Oh, so if you make over a million dollars, they will only take 20%? Yeah, it was something. It was something like that. Yeah, I, I don't remember the specifics off the top of my head, but I remember the indie developers on Twitter were not very happy about it. They're like, "My game made fifteen dollars. Can I? Can I? Can I keep that?" No, no, they need yeah. they need thirty percent of your fifteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so a flat tax is just flat 
per, like a straight up percentage of of the revenue of your revenue. Yeah, basically income. everybody everybody pays the same amount. That's that's sort of what the idea is. Um, we have what's called a progressive tax, um, which I think I told you it's like tax brackets. So right. if you make you know ninety five hundred dollars, you pay ten percent in taxes, and um, then the next one is a twelve percent. So that's uh, under thirty eight thousand dollars, and then the next rate is twenty two percent. That's under eighty two thousand. Next one is twenty four percent, under a hundred and fifty seven thousand. Okay. So basically, the more money you make, the higher uh, your tax rate is. You have to pay more in taxes. Okay. Okay. And what generally happens there is, um, you know, if somebody's like on the very edge of that, um, they want to stay underneath it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you make two hundred thousand dollars, you're paying thirty-two percent in taxes. Yeah. But if you make two hundred thousand and one dollars, you're paying thirty-five percent in taxes. Got it. So you want to find a way to get that one dollar, make that one dollar not taxable. You basically want to make that one dollar yeah. disappear. <laughs> disappear (laughs) otherwise your taxes are just going up yeah so that's when you beg your boss to please please i want to earn one dollar less if that's okay with you i've got one dollar of business expenses this year um yes can i can i put that one dollar in a retirement fund perhaps (laughs) so um a marginal tax rate is sort of Nobody likes the marginal tax rate. <laughs> um, oh. uh, governments don't like the marginal tax rate. So like I said, if we make $2,001, all of mm. that gets taxed at 35%. But um, with the marginal tax rate, what it does is, okay, the $200,000 is taxed at 32%. Anything over $200,000 okay. is taxed at 35%. Okay. So we split it up. Only that smaller amount is taxed at the higher rate. That's a marginal tax. That sounds like a nice compromise. Yeah. The reason governments don't like that is because you make less money. It's obviously obviously better for the government if they charge everything at the higher rate as opposed to just a little bit at the higher rate. Sure. Yeah, I know it's it's been in the news lately. Um, there there's some politicians. Uh, I guess because we don't we don't have that right now. I guess we have um, whatever the second one was called the the, the progressive tax rate. Progressive tax rate, right? Yeah, it's just like it's just like uh, I was gonna say an RPG uh, when you progress through the game. So the first door, everything costs ten dollars, oh. but you know when you're level five and you've progressed level five, uh, all the stores start charging twenty dollars. And then oh, I love it when you're oh, level fifty, all of a sudden everything costs a hundred dollars. Right, the prices just <laughs> seem to go up as you progress through through the game. Yeah. And that's why you try to fly back to the towns from the beginning of the game to pay the lower, uh, pay the lower fees, pay mm-hmm. the lower rate. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and that's when you use the select button cheat to sneak back into Poto's village. I know how this works. Sorry, that's from Secret of Mana. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes more sense now. <laughs> yeah. It's like I yeah, haven't whole, played yeah. that game. Oh, <laughs> uh, you should. Where we go? We were gonna. We were trying to do a let's play of it like years and years we and years tried, ago. We tried, and then yeah. it's just really hard to play um, multiplayer games over the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun idea though. Oh well. Yeah, actually, uh, a- apropos of nothing, I was just I just uh, noticed today that we've been working together online for twelve years. That's a lot. Of time. Do you believe that? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was um. 
2007 that you joined the Game Cola staff back in the old newsletter days with, with your very first Inside the Guide column. I just happened to notice that today. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, yeah, so... good times. So that's how a marginal tax rate works. Yeah, um, excellent. It is kind of more fair to the person. I mean, so you technically are playing paying less in, in taxes overall, I guess. But like I said, governments don't like it because... Gen- in general, governments don't like it when people play when people pay less in taxes. So, like, yeah, like the RPG, the people, the the the, the shopkeeper in town five doesn't like it when you go back to town one. Yes, and buy money <laughs> from does. them. He doesn't like me using my Potos cheat. <laughs> Sorry again, that's secret of mana. It's this whole thing. You get kicked out of your uh, the village that you were born and raised in uh, because you brought monsters to it and they attacked the town you get kicked out but if if you try hard there's a way you can stand in front of the guard and i believe it's it's either push select or push like y a bunch of times and you can like kind of glitch your way back into the town (laughs) and stay at the inn for free and buy stuff at the shop i know a similar glitch i think with um shining force uh the first shining Hmm. force game uh what you're supposed to do you're supposed to like talk to the king and do a bunch of stuff and go through cutscenes um, before you're able to leave the town because you've got these two guards. So whenever you go, you know, south to exit the town, the two guards just run together to block you. Sure. So what what you can do is stand in front of those wandering, um, you know, townspeople and just always be one square above them. That way you're slowly forcing them down, down, down to the bottom of the screen so they will get in the way of the guards. So the guard will run into the townsmen and bounce off and you can escape town early. Yes. Oh, man. Do you want to escape town early? That sounds like a bad idea. It it saves time. I guess it's good for speed runs. I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did it the once, and I'm like, it's not really all that different because it's it's, uh, one of those games where as soon as you... It's like Fire Emblem, where all the battles are already already predetermined. It's not like randomized battles. So you get thrown into the first battle, no matter what, whether you leave town legitimately or whether you cheat your way and, and save like two minutes, I guess. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's what I was wondering. Like you, if you were skipping battles and missing out on experience and stuff by doing it that way, but now you're just kind of saving time. Yeah, just you're just saving oh, time. Cool. You're leaving the original village um, faster. Yeah. That's all. Cool. So, what have you been up to last month? Any any fun game development stuff? Um, no. No. <laughs> so, um, let's see. I know I sent you... I, I looked into doing the uh, Escape Room game. Let me pull up my notes yes. for this now. And uh, I, I sent you an email, and then you sent me um, something back. Basically, if, if we're going to try to do the Escape Room game on Ren Pi, we, we want to get the interface figured out right so it's just like internet core it's like uh, mainly we want to get this interface 100 percent, and then it'd be pretty easy for me to just program everything else it'd be a lot of work but not as tough as figuring out the interface so um yeah there's one thing like we've got arrows in the upper right hand yeah. like how do we get from screen the screen does it work to just have an arrow in the upper right corner and upper left corner and you said yeah that looks fine yeah yeah i'm happy with that 
Um, I was trying to look at actually like what other first person point and click adventure games do, and the only ones I could think of were like the Deja Vu series. But their 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 interface was way more complicated than I think we want to try to do. Like there's this the actual like room that you're in is kind of in the center, and then there's all these different menus just kind of plastered all over the screen. I didn't really like it very much, so I don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it it looked complicated. Yeah, so I think they they actually have a move button. I think. Yeah. Actually, that'd be kind of simple too if we had had a move button. Actually. Okay, yeah. Um. Hmm. So so there's that. Um. Basically, what we'd have to do is if we've got the arrows in the upper right and left corner, then we have to make sure that um, you know, they're not covering up important stuff on the screen. So yeah. we basically just have to move things around on the screen to make sure they're not being overlapped by by the arrow. So, um, you said about the, uh, the inventory. Okay, so the way it works is we've got this inventory at the bottom of the screen. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I've got eight inventory item spots. And, uh, you asked, it's like, well, how many inventory items can you have in total? Because I think what you wanted to have was just arrows on the inventory, like an up, down, and up arrow and down arrow that lets you scroll through the inventory. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, um, like, I, I guess I was thinking of, like, Secret of Monkey Island and Day of the Tentacle and those kind of games. I think that's how they do that. Oh, a lot of games and, do. I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. modern sure. games, um, you know, with the inventory, generally it's right and left rather than up and down now, but touchscreen interface, I don't oh, know why they changed it that way, but... Weird. No, I don't like that as much. I like up and down better. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, it doesn't matter that much. It's just preferences, but... So, um, I have absolutely no idea how to do that. Sure. Yeah. I think what we'd have to do is actually um, just add another inventory at the bottom of the inventory we've got. So instead of doing it, right now it works on a grid. So it's an eight by one grid, and that's literally yeah. like the command code in the in in the, the programming grid eight one. So I can do grid eight two. So it's got a, a second okay. inventory. So basically, it's got two rows. Two rows of eight, eight. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Columns. Yeah. So it's funny. We, we can do that the way it is now, and it's just the, the bottom layer is invisible. <laughs> the, the bottom row is invisible, right? Because it's technically mm-hmm. appearing off the screen. Mm-hmm. Or we can just make, you know, make the, the bottom row of the inventory visible. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like that would take up a lot of uh, space on the screen, wouldn't it, if we had two rows of inventory? Yeah. So another um, thing we could do is change the size of the inventory, too. Yeah, or, I mean, we could make th- <laughs> we could make the inventory its own, like, separate screen and not show it on the on the main screen at all, but uh, that, that would kind of mess with the layout substantially, so I'm not sure if that's really worth considering. Um... Like in, uh... Well... Curse of Monkey Island, um, or or other games like they have you say right click and then it opens up your inventory in a separate screen, or uh, or test game the Beard in the Mirror does it that way for that matter. Oh, yeah, we'd have to do something like that where um, yeah. I don't I don't know if that helps or solves any of our issues, but it's a it's a possibility. I I'll put that on as a possibility and think about yeah. it. So um, separate inventory screen because i was actually thinking about doing one of those but for a different reason but yeah i think if we have like one of those i think it'd be cool if we had like 
you know, you could select four items from your inventory screen, and you'd have like a half size mm. inventory on on the main screen. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if that's something that happens. <laughs> I was thinking actually, well, it, it's related to another issue um, that we we're running to, which was, um, you know, it would be really cool if we could hover over an item in your inventory, and then I can make it so a text box appears. But I don't know how to make it so the text box will be item specific for the item mm. that you're hovering over, because apparently whoever programmed this just never thought of it. <laughs> so they thought of um, you know making text boxes appear over items you can interact with, but not items in your inventory. Oh, um, just never crossed their mind, I guess. We could consider just adding labels to the images themselves, like not even when you're hovering them, just putting a little label with each item. That might that might make things a little messy looking, though. Yeah. Like like the screenshot I'm looking at, like it has the the blocks and the horse, so the like the horse could just like have horse written on it or something. How you know have a little yeah subtitle that says horse yeah yeah, but that might yeah with um. With the options menu on the bottom right, like we have right now, where it says save, load, options, quit, it might be, like, a lot of words on the screen at once. It might not look good. You're right. So we could make sure... I mean, we could try to add it to the options. Okay, writing that note down. Um, Basically, it's like, here are ideas. We need to see if they actually work. That would require programming me for me to figure it out. Um, So I was also thinking for... I have no idea how to do... um, combining inventory items yeah i'll be 100 percent honest i cannot understand what the programmer did with the uh, select action or select item thing it's literally written in another language i don't speak so 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 this is like um some sort of add-on that you downloaded for renpy or, or that that allows you to make adventure games with it or, or what is this that you're using so this is uh, somebody posted it on the renpy forums um, it's just a variation of an inventory, um, menu that's, or an inventory frame that somebody came up with it for a game. I think they came up with a really simple inventory, which is basically, it's, it's a frame at the bottom of the screen, or it could be on the left-hand side of the screen if you really want. It could be anywhere on the screen, actually. <laughs> Wherever the heck you want to put an inventory, you can put it, so. Uh, somebody did, like, a, you know, make a game in, uh, 24 hours or 48-hour challenge. Sure. And so I think it's like short, just three or three or so rooms, but um, their inventory was all text, um, just yeah. just to save time. So somebody somebody's like, okay, here's how we would do that inventory thing with pictures, and they made it more complicated that you can, you know, add items and subtract items. Yeah. So I'll just have to. Just have to play some more or try to figure out. I spent a couple of hours this afternoon trying to figure out how the select item works. It just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So has there been any? Um, I know you made some progress with Internet Court. Yes. Yes, I have. I'm. I. I'm finally finished with all the GUI changes that I've been totally bogged down in all the interface changes I've been working on for the last several months, it feels like. And I'm, I finally moved on to actually uh, coding and editing the videos for case number two, which is so much more fun than endlessly testing and changing and retesting stupid <laughs> menus. <laughs> uh, and this is the case that, um, that I am, that my character, Judge Doodles, is the main character for too, so that, that's... 
Actually, I was going to say that makes it more fun, but it's actually less fun because I don't enjoy my acting that much. <laughs> it's like what you were saying last month, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do I do have some bad news for you, though, Michael. You're not going to like this. I'm going to have to re-record stuff. No, 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 no. Uh, it's nothing like that. Um, I... I... I finally decided um, I shot down the request recess button idea. Oh, no. Yeah. So I spent a long time trying to just thinking about it. And, and it, it sort of boils down to I, I think that and this this was something we talked about last month for anyone who's who's wondering. Um, it's it's just like a, an, a very, very, very complicated problem for a very small problem. Like it's technically doable, but it's something that would, it would take like a while to actually implement it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just not convinced that, that doing this huge workaround to get a, a pseudo pause button to the game is, is really necessary. I, I know you had mentioned that as a let's player, it would be useful, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if besides that specific instance that that it's something that people need in general like the the longest scene in the game is like a minute and a half maybe and i feel like most most players will be able to go that long without saving or pausing or whatever like their most major video games have cut scenes that are way longer than a minute and a half that's that's sort of where i'm landing with that but and besides that um i also just think it's sort of overly complicated from a gameplay perspective. Um, I sort of started to talk about this last month, but I, I think that uh, it it clutters the the interface with, with more stuff that we have to explain what this is and, and how you use it and why, because it's such like a weird thing to add. Um, and I also think it sort of draws attention to the fact that we don't have a real pause button, and I think it like kind of comes across as... Uh, a weird workaround to cover for the fact that I'm not very good at coding. Mm-hmm. So. Well, forget you, you YouTubers. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Making more money on our game than we are, so... <laughs> you, you can just wait a minute and a half and then provide your commentary. It'll be okay. <laughs> or, or you could just do that in editing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry, YouTubers. And streamers, Twitch streamers, they're going to be really upset. Aw, is everybody streaming our, uh, the Pizza Boy game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there's a, there's a new, uh, Let's Play that just went up on YouTube in the last few weeks. Um, they're on, um, they're doing it, like, chapter by chapter. I think they're, they're up to chapter five now. I was going to wait till it's all finished before I watch them. Pizza Delivery Boy, you say the world. Okay, yeah, looks like we've got people who've done that. Yeah, there, there have been a few, I... I, th- I I believe Game Cole is actually uh, in the middle of one right now too. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Michael. I know. I mean, and I'm sorry to the tester who suggested the uh, the request recess button idea too, because I mean, it was a really clever solution. I just for the many reasons that I just mentioned, I'm just I'm not I, I'm not convinced. But um, the fact that I decided not to do that is what allowed me to continue working on the game, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not stuck doing that until March, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good. We can bring that game to an end, maybe. Yeah, at some point. I'm, <laughs> I mentioned this before. I'm very concerned that it's not going to be finished this year. And if it isn't, this would... 2018? Sorry, 2019, geez. This would be the first year that we didn't release a game since we started. 
if if I can't finish Internet Court on uh, by the end of the year. Because 2014 was My Nigerian Prince, 2015, Francie Drew, 2016, Cat President, Beard in the Mirror, 2017, Awkward Steve, Francie and Friends, and last year, 2018, uh, Pizza Delivery Boy and uh, the <laughs> the Steam Port of Life in the Dorms. Oh, But um, yeah, none of our projects, it's possible none of them will be finished by the end of this year. I'm, I'm going to try. Things are slow. Cat President, too, definitely isn't going to be this year. Um, oh but. yeah, you sent me like four scripts for Cat President too. <laughs> I'll look at them some point. Anyway, that was kind of a bummer. Do you have something happy to talk about? Um. Um. No, huh? Yeah, wow. no. It's been that kind of month. Yeah, I can't think of any good video game news. Ah. <laughs> uh. I attended uh, a virtual conference this month for uh, visual novel developers. That was really cool. Ooh, what's that? Yeah, it was it was called uh, v- uh, Visual Semicolon Conference, VNConf for short, um, and it was uh, kind of held on um, this like this teleconferencing software, basically, and people would do their little PowerPoints and that and give a talk on that screen, and then everyone would be kind of sitting in the chat room talking about it on uh, Discord. It was it was actually really cool. It was this whole like day long thing when there were talks about like editing visual novels. There was this talk about how to maximize your use of the skip button, like to make sure that the game isn't too boring for people who are skipping through the stuff they already played. Um, oh, then there was a there was a talk about um, like branching dialogues and 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 choices and how to like make the most impactful choices in your in your game. Like it was really cool. I'm really glad I did it. Huh. I mean, it does sound interesting. Are we going to, like, implement any of this cool stuff in... Uh... <laughs> I made a bunch of notes. <laughs> I took a bunch of notes on the stuff that I was interested in. So, uh, yeah, and if if you want, they actually are putting... Uh, and this goes for anyone out there who's listening. Um, They they put all of the um, the talks on YouTube just for anyone to watch um, from this year and for the last two years, too. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, uh, all my stuff are visual novels right now. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking, too. It's it's so funny, like, when I started with game development, like, I really thought of myself as an adventure game developer. But, I mean, that's not what my career trajectory has been. It's been, like, visual novels and weird FMV games. So it was, um, it was a very, very relevant uh, conference. Oh, anyway, just shout out to them. I had a really good time. Alright, sounds good, yeah. Uh, I'm looking into writing more games uh, for hosted games, but oh, cool. nothing... I mean, all I've done is like try to do outlines for some of those. So, uh, let's see, I want to do Pride and Prejudice 2, and it looks like everybody wanted to do... <laughs> just do the exact same game, but from the, the man's <laughs> point of view. I'm like, that's the one I'm like least interested in. Oh, that was the, no. the sequel option I was least interested in doing. Because <laughs> it's mostly the same thing. I'd have to come up with a couple of extra scenes, I suppose. And I can't think of a fifth love interest, so that's also a problem. <laughs> Um, I'm sure there's got to be a fifth love interest uh, in the book somewhere, maybe. I don't know. What were uh, the other options for sequels? Um, the two sisters um, do the Disney route of, oh, I moved ahead 30, 
30 years. Now their kids are having adventures. Oh, sure. And then just do the same thing with, um, what was it, Sense and Sensibility? So, um, let me see. I, I wanted to write a game called The the Toaster from the Future. Yes. I don't care what it is. Yes. <laughs> so, it, it turns out that Hosted Games already has a game called Nuclear Powered Toaster, which is... What? They already which have is a toaster about a, game? It, they've already got a sci-fi comedy toaster no. game. Why? Why? No. What did you say it was called? I need to look it up. Nuclear powered toaster, I think. Nuclear powered toaster. I'll check that out later. Uh, well, can you make yours about like a vacuum cleaner or something? I guess that's what I'll have to do. I mean, uh, that is one hundred percent what I'd have to do. Oh my gosh, there are let's plays of this game on. It's a text game. Now I need to see if there are like yeah. walkthroughs of my game on YouTube. That's that was exactly what I was gonna. There say. are none. What? Oh. All right, well, you need to do one. Oh, and then the Argle Thumpf blog. Rest in peace, Argle Thumpf blog. <laughs> oh, I miss the Argle Thumpf blog. You're, you're, you're like the only one. <laughs> really? I was checking it every day. Literally nobody has mentioned it to me that, you know, I killed my blog. Oh, oh, that's sad. Seven, eight months ago. So I'm like, oh, well, I guess people must have noticed, but they didn't feel the need to mention it to me. Oh, well, I, I missed it. I am. I am currently missing it. <laughs> yeah. So, um... But I'm sure it's a lot less work for you to, to not have to worry about it anymore, though. Yeah. So, Toaster from the Future, I'm just going to have to switch from some other silly device from the future. But I was thinking about, you know, one of the pathways having having Finley um, uh, from, from the Pizza Boy <laughs> game show up. Well, here's an... I, because I know with those uh, hosted games, those guys really love branching pathways and, and, you know, options to do alternate things, as opposed mm-hmm. to the Pride and Prejudice game, where you basically follow the book, and that makes sense, because, you know, it's based on a book. But, I'm like, what would you do if you had a, a magical device from the future? So I thought, uh, you could find love, cheat at video games, and become <laughs> rich. And I'm like, what else could you do with future powers i i don't know hmm so what does the toaster do um so let's see uh i was inspired by the game which was the the vcr from the future i I mean that was a book (laughs) it was the the vcr from the future and it basically let the person um could watch any news program up to the next two weeks so it it had a two-week range for whatever reason. So I'm like, that's an interesting limitation on your time travel, right? So she could watch watch the news, and basically she'd use, the, you know, tomorrow. That's all she ever did, our main character. She just saw what the news was the next day, and it's like, oh man, somebody jumped off a building. I'm going to go save that person's life. All right, and So does this give you, like, toast from the future? I don't know. <laughs> like oh man i'm gonna burn my toast in two weeks yeah <laughs> no i i thought it would be like you know how everything yeah. is linked up to it, it's kind of i you know like you said that all you know we could play our video games on a toaster on a toaster yeah okay so it's like wait <laughs> so this would... so somebody obviously has their email address you know just sign into their email through their toaster and that way they get emails from the future and <laughs> Oh, that, yeah. 
Oh, okay. I mean, how about like a maybe like a toothbrush from the future or something? Toothbrush, yeah. yeah. A fork, maybe. I don't know. A fork. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, but then I'm like, well, what can you do with that? I don't know. Um, yeah. In the book, the person like you know saved somebody's life and then became rich. And then it became, oh no, the news showed that she was murdered that day, so she tried to avoid being murdered. And then it went really, really weird. She was actually a, a, a cyborg from the future, and that's how she knew the future. It wasn't what? the VCR player. What? But the person who killed her was her grandfather who invented the cyborgs. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. <laughs> So it, it just went completely off the rails, the story did. I figured what would happen is, uh, you know, no matter which pathway you pick, after three to five chapters, um, the main storyline shows up, and then, uh, you know, the time place shows up to stop you, to take back the toaster. Yeah, and then that, that's how it would connect to uh, the pizza delivery boy. Yep, and then and then when, when the time place touches the toaster, an alarm goes off, a time-traveling villain of the game enters and, and does more stuff. It's like, okay, and then Act 4 is where things get more dramatic, and Act 5 is where you stop the culprit and save the day. I, I do sort of like the uh, the small connections that we, we put in the, the games that we worked on, <laughs> like how... Uh, Pizza Boy sort of leads into cat, into cat President a little bit. Um, didn't I believe Judge Doodles is referenced in the Cat President Two script? Oh yeah, yeah, because um, we needed a judge. Yeah. So <laughs> I know in Life in the Dorms, there's a couple references that that imply that it's the same universe as uh, the Beard in the Mirror. Someone someday will make a, a website uh, showing how all of our games are connected and are, are in the in the same universe as one another. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. And uh, next month, we'll, uh, just remind me to try to talk about Kidnap Prom Queen. That was like the third <laughs> third of the games that I was thinking of doing for hosted games. So right now I'm very much at the um, just outlining and brainstorming what these games would be. I'm not even like starting writing them yet. Sure. And is this like a thing where you're going to email them the different ideas that you have and... and they'll say if there's one in particular they want you to work on, something like that? No, I think it's going to be just like oh. the Pride and Prejudice oh. game, where I just do it all by myself, and then when I'm done, I throw it at them, and they say, okay, free money for <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. I'm sure it'll work out. It seems like the the, court, the courting of Miss Bennett, that's what it was called, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's still uh, getting rave reviews on uh, Google Play. I I just saw. I can't believe it. So yeah, I guess people who are huge fans of the original book like it. Yeah, yeah. So because I'm not a huge fan of, like I said, the um, the spinoff that people liked on Twitter, I think I'll just float it by the the hosted games forums sure. and see if maybe they have a, a if they like one of the other ones better. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Oh, did you you did the uh, previous poll like on your Twitter page or? Yeah, I did the the poll on my Twitter yeah. page, and so um, so we'll see we'll see if people from their website like something better than just the exact same game, but but for yeah. the male perspective. Yeah, I think I mean it definitely makes sense to ask them because they're they're they are your target audience, I would assume. Yeah. Fun. All right, let's uh, let's move on to to listener questions. Okay. 
we got several from Alicia V. Parker. Um, I'm only going to pick a, a couple of them because some of them I think we've talked about before on the podcast. Uh, but here's one of them. Do you believe that the games you create are memorable? Yeah, Cat President is memorable, it sounds like. And um, I thought Pizza Delivery Boy was memorable. I honestly can't remember some of the other ones. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, My Nigerian Prince, I don't remember um, too much about it. I remember Francie Drew. Oh. Um, I thought those were those were good, but apparently they weren't incredibly memorable to people. Um, I guess Trapped in the Soap Opera is not as memorable as the others. I thought Who Am I was I don't really remember awesome. The, I don't remember Trapped in a Soap Opera at all. Yeah. I thought Who Am I would be super fantastic, but apparently nobody uh, has well, there's jumped that on one it. Let's Play. Oh, there is a Let's Play. Okay. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Have we not talked about that before? It's such a weird thing to watch. Especially because uh, sometimes the Let's Player the real-life Let's Player, like, says something, and then the Let's Player in the game says basically the same thing right after him. <laughs> Which I think means you did a really good job writing the dialogue, a uh, very, very realistic dialogue. Yeah, predicting exactly what the Let's Player is gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a funny watch, actually. Um, And the guy who did it is going to be one of the actors in uh, Internet Court, too. Oh, great. I can't wait to yeah. to let's play. Who am I actually? I was going to do that at one point. I was I was in a mood to do it. But, yes, yes. Um, then it was a second day. <laughs> I have to be in a very strange mood in order to play a game as myself, playing a game as myself. <laughs> yeah, the um the let's player. I think it was uh Nick of Time is his YouTube name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so so everyone check that out. It, it's pretty trippy. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, I mean, I like to think our games are memorable. If we, if they're, you know, forgettable, why are we even making them? You know, not we're not making a ton of money off of this. We're making these games because we think they're games that should be made. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like, um, I mean, um, when you've got a series with like a five hundred million games, some of them are more memorable than others, like Zelda or, or, or Super Mario or, or, or such. I know, like, obviously they're good series and they try to make each game fantastic, but at the end of the day, nobody remembers Super Mario Sunshine or or such. That's so, that's very true. So. I was looking it up recently because I was like, do I want to play this game again? And I didn't remember that there was, like, a water jetpack thing in the game at all. Oh my gosh. And that's yeah. the main thing. I got through, like, the first three level. I think that was about it. Actually, I think. Yeah, no, just like the first three. The worlds were just not very interesting, and I didn't really like the water jetpack. Yeah, I guess that's part of it. Like, we've... Francie Drew 2 is, like, the only sequel that we've made so far. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on a sequel, but, yeah, most of our games are, are pretty distinct from one another. Makes them, perhaps, more memorable. And, and Awkward Steve is in the Smithsonian, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other, the other question, uh, from Alicia that I wanted to address was how long does it take to create a single game? (laughs) Um, and I think, I think I can address this one. Um, I I think it's definitely changed in the, in the several years that you and I have been making games together, right? Like, uh, from what I remember, our first game, my Nigerian Prince took like 
four or five months from us emailing saying, hey, we should make a game to the game being released, uh, released on Itch.io. And, and from there, the games have kind of taken progressively longer. Um, the more complicated we make them, the more we get into it, the more we try to do with each game. Like, I think maybe Fr- Francie 1 was a little less than a year. Uh, Cat President was, I think, around like a year and a half. Um, and now the games we're working on right now are probably going to hit somewhere in the in the two-year range. So it's just, you know, the longer we, we go, the, the more we try to do, the more we put into these games. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also uh, the beard in the mirror, I believe, was nine years to, to make. Yes. <laughs> so that kind of messes up the curve a little bit. <laughs> oh. Or was it eleven years? Oh my gosh. Uh, I think it might have been eleven. But yeah, that that <laughs> that's that's pretty much the the long and the short of it. Um, it varies from project to project, but we're skewing a little longer now because we're making bigger games. Yep, bigger games, and also, um, I think you. Are, are taking more um, side projects, it sounds like. That's true, yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm working on two games for us right now, and I'm also, like, sort of half working on a couple of side projects just for myself, which takes up a little bit of time. But, yeah, I also, um, especially last year, picked up a lot of contract work, which which kind of took a big chunk out of my time. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, we also had uh, a couple of questions from O-Rock Studios superfan Elizabeth Pfeffer. Uh, she wants to know, we have any favorite game music? Um, Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh. oh, that's a good pick. That, that theme, it's really good. <laughs> I was going to throw out uh, Phoenix Wright, I think has a fantastic soundtrack. Uh, both of the Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, um, and Secret of Mana especially. Like I, I, I still have the music for that, like on my, on my iTunes. And whenever I hear it, it makes me want to play the game over again. Like, I, f- I feel like for me, like that's really like such a, a mark of a good soundtrack. Is if I one, if I want to just listen to it independent of the game, and then two, listening to the music automatically makes me want to replay the game, whether it's actually that good of a game or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I still have the, the soundtrack to um, Rhapsody, a musical adventure. Did you ever play that? I did not. It's a really weird uh, PlayStation 1 RPG that was itself, like, a musical. Like, it had musical numbers all throughout it. And it wasn't that much fun of a game, but I thought the music was cool. And I, and I keep wanting to replay it just whenever I hear the music. Um, and uh, one more question from Elizabeth Pfeffer. Uh, any games you're looking forward to playing this year? I have no idea what games are being released this year. <laughs> Gosh, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a new Nancy Drew game coming out, maybe. I'm looking pretty forward to that if it comes out. Yeah, I'll, I'll be Allegedly. Lo- I'll be looking forward to that, yeah. Ooh, new Super Mario Brothers um, Wii U Deluxe? <laughs> Yeah, I've never played any of the new Super Mario Brothers uh, uh, multiplayer games, I guess. Oh, so I played the oh, handheld that's... one, I think. I don't know. The one that was like a million coins was the theme. Yeah. <laughs> and I really like it. So. Uh, it's a totally different experience playing it multiplayer. I'm, I'm dying for them to make a, an actual new one, but I don't think there's any on the horizon. That's why I'm interested in it, yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Do you, do you have a Switch? I have a Switch. Oh, perfect. I do not have a, a second controller, but I mean, I have the, the controllers that come with it, so some games work like that. Yeah, well, it's that's that weird thing where, like, the controller that comes with the system can, like, break down into two different controllers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, I sense a fun family game night in your future. Mm-hmm. See, we've got a new Fire Emblem <laughs> game coming out, which, um, I didn't like the new features that they were unveiling, but everybody else was like, oh, my gosh, they're so cool. Ooh, Luigi's <laughs> Mansion 3. Haven't played any of his games. Um... <laughs> I'm really excited for uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, which uh, will be out by the time people are listening to this. Oh, so it's for Um, sure coming out. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be interesting. I'm I'm going to play through it, I think, with uh, with my wife, with Lizzo. Um, She has actually played most of, if not all, of the different spinoff games that have come out since Kingdom Hearts 2, like all the weird like DS and PSP and and whatever else. Vita was there a Vita one? I don't know. All the all the different weird spin-offs. So she like sort of knows what the storyline is. Um but our our plan is to sort of trade off playing the game and sitting on the couch with a laptop with Wikipedia open so the other person can look up who all these characters are and and try to recap what's happening in the plot at this point. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I sort of think certainly for me that's the only way the game will make any sense cuz I've only played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and that was, like, 10 years ago at this point. Um, I'm also uh, really looking forward to Life is Strange 2. Um, I know the first episode already came out, but I cannot I cannot play episodic games as they come out anymore. I, I wait for the whole thing to be released because I, I don't want to... I mean, I've, I've complained about this certainly somewhere before. I don't want to be in the position of playing two hours of a video game every four months like i just want to play through the whole thing um so what i'm i'm extremely looking forward to to that um i just finished the life is strange prequel uh life is strange before the storm uh just within the last couple weeks and that game kind of blew me away like for being a weird prequel not even made by like the same company or written by the same people like like I was, I was so into it the entire time I was playing it. Like by the end, I was like rooting so hard for these characters, even though I know what happens in the next game. Like, ah, I was so, so completely into it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what's next in the series. Sounds good. And um, there's Metroid Prime Four, so I'm somewhat looking forward to that. I'm glad they're doing more Metroid games, although. I'm not a fan of the Prime series. I don't know if that's a weird... I, I don't know, it's like Zelda. It's like, well, I'm glad they're making more Zelda games, even though I don't like the cartoon Zelda one. Oh, no No Zelda rides a choo-choo train for you? No Zelda rides a choo-choo train. I don't know why. <laughs> Did you play uh, Smash Brothers at all? No, I'm not going to play that game. I don't like Smash Brothers even in the slightest. Really? I don't know what's fun about it. It's just, I don't know, a bunch of characters I don't know, and (laughs) I don't seem to be able to do anything when I use the controls. It seems like you just press random buttons, and then um, people hit each other. Yay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Yeah. I'm not like a Smash Brothers person, but I I played the uh, the new Switch one at my friend's house uh, over over Christmas, and we were, I I was getting pretty into it, like... 
I don't want to just like sit and like plow through single player mode, but it's it's a fun game for like someone else to own and me to go to their house and play it with them. Well, I think that about does it for this month's episode. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argelfumpf, um, which you may know is spelled exactly as it sounds. You can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io, or just visit oarock.com for the complete library. Our theme song, It's Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out on SoundCloud. Our latest game the Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saved the World, a visual novel about pizza and the time travelers who make it. That's on Steam right now, and everyone should totally play it, buy it, uh, so we can sell enough copies to finally release trading cards for the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, if you have any questions about game development or our game specifically, we would love to hear them. Email them to podcast at oarock.com. Is there anything you'd like to add, Michael? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael's got to go off to uh to slay some vampires. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see you all later. Bye. Bye. I don't know why microwaves okay. kill the internet and why nobody seems to care about this at all but me.